Hi, this is John Kuzma from EndZoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show. We got a great show for you today with all the latest NFL news and action. Let's get right to the ticker and start talking about some football. Uh, First up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers have to address their defense if they want to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers have a great offense. They got Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant, all guys that can put a lot of points on the board quickly. But if uh, the Steelers really want to get back on track, they have to find a way to replace Ryan Shazier. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar, uh, Ryan Shazier really hurt uh, his spine and neck uh, last year. Um, We thought it was going to be very, very serious. Um, Luckily for Shazier, he's going to have a chance to come back. But uh, the timetable on his return isn't really uh, too certain yet. Because of that, the Steelers have to find a way to... uh, fill the the vacancy that Shazier left behind. Uh, the team signed John Bossick to shore up the middle linebacker position, but if I'm the Steelers, I'm taking that last $2 million they have in uh, cap space. I'm calling up Lawrence Timmons. I'm trying to get him back uh, on a one-year deal just to make sure this defense can hold up uh, later on in the year. If you guys didn't watch the, the playoffs last year, um, Leonard Fournette came in and ran wild on the Steelers' defense. Uh, They couldn't contain him at all. Um, If Shazier was there, they would have had a chance. But uh, the guys on the roster, you know, after that injury, couldn't get it done. Um, To me, that means uh, the Steelers have to improve their front seven somehow. And with the draft coming up, really, that's uh, where they're going to have to do it. it feels like they're going to have to go after Rashawn Evans out of Alabama or Maurice Hurst in the first round, whichever player they feel is better for them. Um, uh, and then in the second round, I think the Steelers should key in on someone like uh, Arden Key. Uh, Key was at LSU uh, standout. He's a great pass rusher. He's like 6'7", um, 265 pounds. Very versatile. Key can play defense and inside line, or outside linebacker, and you could probably bump him inside inside linebacker um, if you had to. So that versatility uh, makes him a great fit for the Steelers. So if you get like Rashawn Evans and Ardon Key, those young guys are going to have a tenacity that can match Leonard Fournette's. So maybe either her, the combination of Hurst and Key or Evans and Key, whatever. Uh, Pittsburgh feels is going to suit them um, like is an ideal fit for them I think they should go with but uh, I I really believe they have to go defense the first two picks and they have to be two uh, front seven defenders because that's where the weakness is for Pittsburgh if they want to get over the hump they got to be able to stop the run and you know you never know it could be some other team besides the Jags this upcoming season some other team with a potent running game um, you know, you just never know, and uh, they have to clear that problem up b- before they can uh, become worthy of even going to the Super Bowl, let alone winning it. Um, the next thing we got, we have Joey Bosa, and uh, just what makes him great. Joey Bosa is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I think he's got like 23 sacks over his first two seasons with uh the Los Angeles Chargers. Remember, he actually held out before he uh, um, got on the field, too, for a number of weeks. And then when he did actually suit up, he made an impact from day one, and he's never slowed down since. Um, the thing about Joey Bosa that's kind of interesting is uh, 
Joey Bosa didn't run a fast 40 time. He ran a 488. He only bench pressed uh, 225 pounds 24 times, which, you know, I say only 24 times. For normal people, that's insane. But for NFL players, uh, he wasn't a top performer at the combine. But the thing where he was really great at is uh, he was very special in the broad jump, the three-cone drill, and the 20-yard the shuttle. What that tells you is Bosa is very good at changing directions and accelerating. And the broad jump tells you that he has a lot of power in his legs that uh, provides him a burst like lateral, laterally. So he's got a great burst laterally, and he has good initial bursts. Strong legs that propels him upfield once the ball snapped to get around that offensive tackle. And then when a running back changes direction, Bosa can switch on a dime and accelerate faster than most defenders and usually blow those plays up in the backfield. Um, He's great instinctively. He comes down the line and uh, reads plays perfectly. He's just uh, the total package, and he kind of reminds me of uh, Vandenbosch's old uh, Titans and Lions defense end who uh, just played with a similar uh, aggressiveness, and uh, they kind of have a similar frame too. And uh, they both were high-motor guys who just gave everything they had on every single uh, every single snap. So that's what's made Bosa really special over the course of his career. And uh, now the Chargers have Melvin Ingram with him too. Those are two elite pass rushers who wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. Now, if I'm uh, the Chargers, I go after someone like Tavon Bryan out of Florida, put another star with uh, Bosa and uh, Ingram, and let that trio just feast defensively on uh, offenses all year long. And then we know Phillip Rivers is going to do his job. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the whole entire league. He uh, plays with um, uh, a competitive competitive nature himself. And, uh, you know, they got Keenan Allen and uh, Melvin Gordon over there. So they're going to take care of uh, things on the offensive side of the ball. Get Tavon Bryan, pair him up with Bosa and Ingram, and let that defense really, really clamp down. There's Casey Hayward over there too. So they got they got some talent. They just got to add one more player because that defensive line outside of uh, Bosa isn't very good. Um, so get an interior guy like Bryan who can come in immediately, hopefully make an impact from day one. And, you know, that's going to maybe put the Chargers in up in the playoffs. You know, they had nine wins last season. Um, they were right on the outside looking in. I think they were second in the AFC West. But uh, they they are right there, just a few more players. It's going to come down this draft. I think they have to go defense. I think Tavon Bryant's a great fit. Maurice Hurst would also be a good for, fit for uh, for the Chargers as well. Um, really, they got to get better up front, um, and they need one more top-tier player to really uh, take them over the top. Uh, the next thing we got up for today is uh, the, the Martellus Bennett situation. Martellus Bennett said that... Um, 89% of players smoke marijuana and uh, this is significant because the league has been so against uh, marijuana and uh, I guess the reform that's happening with marijuana they haven't been on board at all and what what I mean by that is the NBA has really like uh, stopped punishing players for marijuana because um, fans you know it, it's good for their brand, brand because fans they don't want to see 
a key player out of the lineup um, because he smokes for something as trivial as smoking pot, you know. And uh, the thing is, NFL players take so much more physical abuse than NBA players do that, like Bennett said, you know, a lot of these players are treating themselves, and I can kind of see where where the, where he's coming from because. Um, you know, with all the abuse that they, they put their body through and everything they're given, the shield, and when I say the shield, I mean the, the NFL business itself, these guys are sacrificing their bodies for that business. And if the whole old league, almost 90%, is smoking, clearly they feel that that treatment is an effective method. So for the league to not be up on... Uh, things kind of like how the NBA is and for the NBA or for the NFL to ignore the the changing uh, mindset on marijuana itself like we got eight states that recreationalized uh, marijuana and a bunch of other medical uh, marijuana states are out there now too Um, I feel like they have to the NFL has to keep up with the the current trend they have to uh, look at the science behind things. They have to see how it is as far as, uh, you know, players and concussions and maybe it can help and even just like the, the physical toll, like the pain threshold and eliminate uh, just the bumps and bruises. I think they really should be looking into that and seeing how it can uh, help the players and things like that. Now, I know they are to some extent, but Goodell has been overwhelmingly against making any changes to their policies on marijuana and uh you can't have a league and all all your employees using uh, a substance that's banned and basically if the league were really to crack down on this stuff they wouldn't even have a league anymore because all the players are using it so you have guys like you know josh gordon and martavis bryant that are missing years of uh, action keep in mind there's only 16 games in the nfl so if you get busted and you miss uh four games then you get busted again you miss 10 games you miss almost a whole year of action and uh martavis bryant and josh gordon you know those guys did they missed uh years of action because of using uh, a substance that is really starting to become um less of less of a big deal these days but, you know, the NFL wants to stay uh, in their kind of archaic ways and not uh, make any changes as far as things go. Things go, And uh, I think they should really look at uh, just changing things and going the route that the NBA has set forth. It's sad that the NFL is ha- has to um, follow another league because it's supposed to be the greatest league in the whole entire world. And uh, I believe it is, but there's too many... Uh, just uh, flaws as far as the execution goes from the front office these days. I don't think they should have re-signed Roger Goodell. I don't think he's done a good enough job. In fact, I think Goodell has played a big role in deterring some viewers. And I don't like how they handled uh, the the kneeling thing. Uh, I think you know whether we agree with kneeling during the national anthem, and I don't think they should have knelt during the national anthem, but at the same time, you have to respect uh, uh, your players and your employees' views because, obviously, if there wasn't any reason, not that many people would have got behind it and done it. So there's just things like that as far as the NFL not being in tune with their players and I get it. They want to make sure that their platform can uh, connect with uh, audiences and 
Um, they don't lose their conservative uh, background as far as all the military guys and things like that. But at the same time, the players, the players are the business. And when they, they are uh, making choices, like 89 90% are choosing to smoke marijuana for treatment of, the, of themselves, the league has to take notice and Pete Carroll spoke out out uh, on it um, a couple of years ago saying that you know the league should keep up with uh, the current trends as far as uh, marijuana medical marijuana goes but um, Goodell and the the boys the higher-ups I should say calling the shots are very adamant um, that they won't have any change as far as policy or procedure goes and uh, Martavis Bryant just kind of told us what's really going on behind the scenes and uh, at least uh, he was straightforward and told it like it was it takes some courage to do especially in today's era luckily for Bryant or not Bryant Bennett um, he's done right now he he retired from the league so he can speak openly and one other great story about uh, Martellus Bennett while we're on the topic of him he was asked who was his favorite quarterback uh, of all time, and he said that his favorite quarterback was John Kitna because when he was thinking about retiring um, early on in his career, he didn't think uh, the NFL was for him. Kitna took him under his wing and uh, was really like uh, saying, okay, you're going to get these scouting team reps. You're going to make plays. You're going to catch passes. He just kept uh, Martellus Bennett motivated, and Bennett – you know, just gave a, a super thank you to John Kitna for that, for taking him under his wing and looking out for him, which, you know, like a lot of guys, you know, are just like, it's a job. I'm here to do my job for myself. It's not my job to mentor anybody else. You know, Kitna was like a truly great guy, the league, you know, taking this young tight end under his shoulder or under his wing, I should say, excuse me. And really, uh, you know, trying to make him a better football player, trying to get his inspiration back in him as far as playing the game goes and uh, motivate, motivating him, so to say. We know what Martellus Bennett ended up achieving after that. He uh, won a Super Bowl, um, played for the Packers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, uh, the Bears. It was a great run for him. Um, he had a great career, and uh, now he's doing... Uh, like creative arts he does like uh like uh cartoons and things like that he's uh helping a lot of kids and giving back so it's good to see martellus bennett you know speak out um on some of the issues with the league and try to make an impact off the field i appreciate you guys uh for tuning in today uh having a lot of fun doing the show check out endzoneblog.com uh for all your latest nfl updates um Always looking for sponsors. I had a few people reach out to me lately. I'll plug you all throughout this podcast, and uh, I can put you up on the website too. We're uh, looking for writers too. If you want to be uh, part of the NFL action and covering all the events and things like that, you know, you can always contact me through endzoneblog.com or even on Twitter at endzoneblognfl. You can follow me on my personal account at stillfly810. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great night.